So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 100, I'm sorry, 282 for January 17th, 2021. My name is Nathan Reed and Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. Hey, it's me. And we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk besh. So what? We watch Golden Girl. So no, what? We play Battlefront. You're not, you're not watching Golden Girls it's, yet. You're watching Mash. Birthday. It is. It is Betty White's right. That's actually the reason I brought it up. Happy birthday, Betty White and uh, James Earl Jones. Apparently. And me. And Aroa. A- Nobody a- cares about Aroa, though. Is it? Is it really You're your right. birthday? Yeah. Oh, it, you know, Happy it's birthday. it's actually, I have another friend named Mila. It's her birthday as well. Oh. It's like everyone's birthday is today. That's amazing. It's uh, Muhammad Ali's birthday. Well, he's dead. He died. So he doesn't get any. So am I. He doesn't get any. You're just dead on the inside. He's dead on the outside as well. So he uh, he passed away. So he doesn't get any more birthdays, unfortunately. So anyway. Yeah, they made him turn his card in when he died. Don't you, you, you fucking tell that to Martin Luther King? Well, is that it's not really his birthday that we're celebrating. We're more celebrating the things that he did when he was alive. So, oh, is that is that why is that why they call it President's Day? Yes, because he was our president. Well, I'm saying because we got Lincoln's birthday, we got George Washington's birthday, and they combined them in the President's Day. Yeah, so it's more accomplishing. So the we don't have two holidays. Done. We need to. Uh, by the way, uh, I know this is getting a little political, but we should have. Uh, a national holiday for election day. Just, just saying. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that more conservatives haven't called for that. Well, you know why they won't do it. You know why? Because that would cut profits. No, not even that. It's because more they people, more people would be able to vote. Yeah, we gotta keep, we gotta keep all the non-whites from voting. Freaking and the poor. They, they showed their hands. Mitch McConnell. In, I think, 2018, when Democrats had proposed making Election Day a national holiday, he said that it was a power grab by the Democrats to have more oh, yeah, people vote. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So he, they obviously want fewer people to vote because the more that they open up, the more they do, lose, which is what we should do, is they, we should make them not ever win an election again. Anyway, well, you know, more people vote, the worse decisions that get made. Um, because this is a democracy, right? It's, it's not. A, so I it's mean, a it it is not a democracy, but it is a demo. It's fucking the United States is stupid. Our our electoral college process is stupid. And also, by the way, uh, you know how prisoners can't vote in most states. Yeah. They well, uh, felons. Right. Well, yes. There are... So, so in the state of which they're imprisoned, they still count towards the population, 
thus increasing the electoral college count of that state. Hmm, that seems like a little bit of a, of a manipulation. Yeah. Seems like a good incentive to have a lot of people in prison where they yes. can't vote, but they can count. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I think I might be onto something here. Yeah, I don't know. We should probably try it. Let's put more people in those, uh, what are they called, for-profit prisons? I hear those are yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. I hear those are, are lovely. Anyway. As long as they pay taxes. So, speaking of prison, where can we find you, Aroa? Hey, you know, you can find me down at the old county lockhouse. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, no, Aroa.website, where you can find a bunch of links and soon other stuff you know Good. you know how it goes soon hashtag hashtag soon all those all those um, flash games that are going to be hosted on a dot website hey i got 50 gigs of space on neo cities and i gotta put something in there um you can't play flash games flash is discontinued you'd have to do like open or html5 ports of flash games uh, no just get uh fucking Whatever that that thing is, there's a there's a little open source spiggly do that lets you play Flash Gate. You have to like download the SWF file, and then it has a little locally hosted web server that it puts up, and it's a nice it's a nice thing. I'm glad somebody's working to preserve Flash. Good, even though it was awful. I've got a DVD of Flash videos in a case somewhere. Do you really? Yeah, I downloaded a bunch of SWFs. And then converted them to MP4 files and then burned them to a DVD. But, like, me being stupid, like, didn't burn the files to a DVD. I, I actually, like, you know, made a DVD using Nero. Oh. So they're, like, they're, they're the VOB files or whatever. That's nice. Uh, so... Got a little DVD menu and everything. <laughs> so uh, I like how with NeoCities you have as much space as one blu-ray disc yeah so that's pretty cool so uh, layer blu-ray disc yeah what games have you played this week well um i bought dj max respect v um because i just i ran out of other music games to play and i bought it on uh a key resale site because I didn't want to pay full price for it and it had gone on sale recently, but I didn't buy it during the sale. So yeah, I did that. Um, I don't like it as much on PC. For some reason, they got rid of the arcade mode, which is like my preferred way to play DJ Max games. Uh, normally, you'd, you'd play arcade and that makes it to where you pick a song of a certain difficulty group and if you finish that song, then you move on to another one. You finish that song, you move on to another one. And then once you finish that, you have your combined score. And then you start over again. It's just a nice little way to quickly play through three songs. Um, and then you get like you get experience points that then unlock new content, like songs or skins or whatever. Uh, for some reason, in the PC version of Respect, they removed arcade mode and replaced it with air mode, which plays like Guitar Hero Live. Which, if you never played or saw Guitar Hero Live, is just like a rolling playlist 
of songs. Um, the cool thing is that it includes DLC songs that you haven't bought yet. So it's a cool way to like be able to preview the songs that you want. Um, but you can only pick one of three different songs instead of like a whole difficulty tier. Uh, and it, it's not not arcade mode. You don't get as many points, like experience points from playing. And there are all these comments that are flying up on the screen as you're playing, which like is kind of cool, but at the same time, really distracting. Um, and I don't get it. Uh, but it's a uh, still good. It's still like probably it would be my favorite music game if Rock Band. If I didn't have all the all the good memories of Rock Band, it'd be it'd be my favorite. Um, yeah. Do you have good also, memories of Rock Band? Oh yeah, I played. God, I I wish I could tally up how many hours I have played Rock Band in my life because I'm sure that it would be by far my most played game uh like i i have told the story before that i was injured because of rock band slash guitar hero so like that's how much i love those games uh all good artists suffer for their art exactly also phasmophobia has seen some very large changes recently um nerfing the thermometer which has uh historically been completely broken um it, the thermometer basically let you finish around in five minutes or less you just walked around until you found the cold room and after that it was it was nothing um so there, there there's been a lot of work i won't go into the details because there's a lot but uh yeah the developer's trying to fix the game and make it fun again, which I am very hopeful for. Uh, I did play some of some some of those updates. They're not they're not quite there, but th there was one just last night that I think might might uh, finally finally get it where it needs to be. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, and uh, finally, uh, Among Us still playing that. Um, there's a new mod that is quite popular called the Sheriff Mod, um, where one player becomes the sheriff who can choose at any time to kill another player. If that player that they choose to kill is the imposter, then the imposter dies. However, if they choose to kill a player who is not the imposter, then the sheriff dies. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of really changes things up. You combine that with the uh with the the proximity voice mod and it's a really good time. What happens um, if the imposter kills the sheriff? Uh then the sheriff is dead. Okay. Um okay. Yeah, it, it can create some really funny scenarios such as uh you kill the sheriff and then say, "Oh, they must have been the sheriff or, or if you know that they're the sheriff, they were the sheriff and they tried to kill me, I guess. Cause, cause they're dead. Like it. it oh, I it, see. It, it, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I, I think it's funny that people are modding in, um, stuff that has existed in Gary's mod for like, close to 10 years now um because like gmod murder and 
trouble in terrorist town are are literally just the among us format and they've they've been around for a really long time and they have all this stuff already like roles and proximity voice and all that so uh this thing is things funny and kind of weird yeah that it just uh that that they're incorporating that stuff into this now very popular game yeah uh, it, it's just like like everyone seems to have forgotten that this stuff already exists in free add-on content for a game that's been around since i was in middle school yeah i remember when gary's mod was just like an open forum where you you could just spawn in assets from Half-Life 2 and mess around. And now yeah, it's... back in like whenever it was Gmod 9 and it was free and yeah, like the the physics gun was just the gravity gun and like uh, all the tools were just the crossbow. Yeah, and then I downloaded it a few years ago and I was like, "What the hell is all of this?" Oh, it's a fucking monster now. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's like far beyond even whenever I used to play Gmod 10. Mhm. But uh okay, we're going to move on to Connor. Uh where can we find you Connor? You could find me on the internet at aroa.website. The bottom couple of links are mine. Some honorable mentions is the Clinton Score Classic podcast. You can find us anywhere that you get podcasts, including but not limited to Spotify, iTunes, etc. Clinton's Core Classics, we are also on Twitter. I don't remember if Faroe has a link to that or not. Make it. Uh, sure, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The website that's forever under construction. As far as yeah. physically, you could find me in Aroa's crawl space because he doesn't double tap the bodies. So I'm like two or three stuffed in here now. I'm just waiting for, you know, be quiet out there and I'll sneak out eventually. But uh, someone should investigate that. There's quite a few bodies in here. Don't you? I'm just gonna say, if you're murdering people, do not put them in your crawl space because every time a serial killer is caught, it's like the neighbors are like, "Man, there's some real funky smells coming from next door," and then the police come and investigate, and it's like, "Oh, there's bodies in the crawl spaces." Don't do it. Like fucking bury them in the woods or something. What What's wrong with you people? Come on, Nathan. Don't be silly. Go into international waters. Something but... like that. Anything. How are you going to use them for your soup? <laughs> well, of course, we didn't think about that. The, the, you're right. We did not what, think you about want that. Me to, you want me to go out into the woods, dig up a fucking body, and bring it back? It's covered in dirt. Okay, but what about what about actually doing what you do with animals and, like, gutting it and then, like, chopping it That's into beans? Oh, he got like, some. He got yeah. some. <laughs> and then chopping well. it into into, like, meat packing things and then putting it in your freezer and then taking the other parts and discarding it on the woods. You just got them so because... they don't run. Afterwards, <laughs> why, why are you taking them apart? That's like half the fun. Also, the, then if you dry them out and stuff, they don't ripen. The, the ripening is what's get, what's get you caught. But it, it's a very it's a very touchy balancing act. Okay. Well, at least at least if you're throwing bodies in the crawl space. Okay. Just put a bunch of salt down there with them to preserve the bodies. That way they don't smell as bad. No, they're no, still going to smell. They're use, still going to uh, smell. You use lye. You use lye, you goof. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I I didn't know. Or just get like a bunch of like chest freezers and put them in there. That'll work, right? Roy, your electricity bill was two thousand and twenty dollars this month. What happened? Why <laughs> <laughs> Why did you buy forty seven freezers? Look, I'm preparing for the apocalypse here. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Uh, you will never games... catch a Roa eating soy. What? <laughs> what games have you played this week, Connor? I have played a bit of Pavlov, and I'm a little disappointed because I think my left five controller has died. The joystick, the like the, the, the forward direction, like from Touch 45 bed. degrees to 315 degrees, is just dead. Do you mean? Do like. you mean your index controller? Yes. What did I say? Oh, you said Vive, and you said that yeah, earlier. I, I was confused. I was really confused because like Vive controller doesn't have a joystick, bro. What do you mean? Yeah, the so, so index, you, I mean. But I do want to ask: How do you have a warranty on that? Can you possibly get that replaced? I didn't buy a warranty when I got it, and it, that was a year ago or so. Now, when did Half Life Alex come out? I would. I it came out in twenty twenty. A year or so ago. I'm, I've had it a year or so. When is okay? We'll we'll check really quick. Half Life Alux. Um, it came out March twenty third, twenty twenty. So damn, you may have a year limited warranty on those provided already. So you may want to contact Steam support and see if they'll be able to get you uh, a replacement or at least fix that one. That would be hella dope. Yeah, I know you're listening, Gabe. Yeah. Gabe Newell is our is our number one uh, supporter here. No, <laughs> shut up, Gabe. You're the special <laughs> surprise for later. Uh, <laughs> I wish we could uh, land something like that. That'd be cool. Um, I mean, have you asked him? I have not asked Gabe Newell to be on my my podcast. I'll, I'll shoot him a I'll shoot him an email next segment. I'll, okay. I'll see what he says. Gaben at valve dot com. Is that actually his? His yeah, email? that's his actual email. I think it's oh, okay. Valve Software, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. But he's pretty famous at like actually replying to people. So hey, you never know. He'd be like, yeah, you he, know, he asks no. in all their commentary things. He's, that's that's where Gaben came from. Oh, because of the way that he says his or well said his username, because he would say Gaben, and then uh, I think it was in Lost Coast, uh, where he finally started saying Gabe and. Oh, where he would because, like separate them? Yeah, mm-hmm. because he was tired. Because the internet is terrible. <laughs> That's funny. That's. I have a... also played Fire Emblem Three Houses on Switch again. I'm like a year too late to this. I'm like 45 hours in, so it, not that I'm not having fun with it. I just kind of hope I'm done with it soon. I don't know. It's it's okay. You, That's you a hundred tend... hour game right there. You tend to arrive late on a lot of things when it comes to media. You're like, hey, hey, guys, uh, you want to talk about Golden Girls? And yeah, like, um, apparently Golden Girls is a great show. So I'm going to start watching that, like, I don't know, in a couple of months when I'm finally done with MASH. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen your, your play history. So next week when you're done with MASH. Right. Um, But yeah, so... You know, you you, t- you don't always have to play games right away. Uh, I'll talk about a game that I played that's a couple years too late. So, uh, how is Three Houses? You liking it? Yeah, I am liking it. It's I I'm missing 
like Final Fantasy Tactics or Disgaea while I'm playing it, but the personality of all of the people in my army makes up for it. Different kind of games for different kind of bitches. That makes sense. Uh, anything else? Play anything else recently? Yes, and I'm going to get about an, a minute of this maybe before you both just completely zone me out. I played some Warhammer. We oh, had man. four people with one table, so we did a 2v2. Uh, two armies against two armies, 500 points for each player. So 1,000 versus 1,000. It was the Adeptus Mechanicus and the Orcs versus Drukari and Tau. I had a really good turn one where I took out a whole bunch of Pathfinders. And then the Orcs had a weird boy who did the jump and just landed in their back. You know, I, I cleared the way so that they could land, basically. And once the Orcs were there, there's just no getting them out. Um, Death Dreads teleported in on round two and at that point there was just no coming back it was too much the green tide had finally taken over i see i see so so did you continue did you tuning win? in for my obscure war yeah i won okay continue tuning in each week for my about minute long obscure warhammer updates yes yes well mm. he'll, you stop that aroma pretend <laughs> huh? pretend that you care about your friend and his his crazy obsessions I mean, I, I, I was interested. I just have absolutely no idea what he said. Yeah, me neither. Just drop like $400 on Plastic Crack. We'll play some games. It'll be fun. Or just oh, yeah. drop uh, $400 on Real Crack and have more fun. Uh, so... More Crack, more fun! Exactly. Don't what? actually drop money on Crack. Don't, don't do Crack cocaine. So I'm going to move on to me, and I can be found online at several different places. I'm on a row.website, I believe, but I'm also on Twitter at Reeton, uh, Twitch at Reeton. Those are the two main ones. I also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Reeton. I'll post things on there at some point in my life. And you can also find me at Clinton Score Classics. Well, we're doing that every every week or so. Now, the games that I played, I played some uh, Monster Hunter Rise, the the demo that they give you on the switch and i have to say um i don't hate the game but i have kind of the same problem that i have with dark souls with that game is that it sometimes feels like the controls are fighting you like there are things that they could do to make the game easier or not even technically easier, but that it hates you less, and they decide not to do it. Um, so what you're saying is Monster Hunter Rise is the Dark Souls of Monster Hunter. I mean, all the all the Monster Hunter games are like Dark Souls. Um, but what I'm saying is like, okay, you need to go drink a potion because this monster just hit you for like two-thirds of your life. And in order to drink the potion, instead of just pulling it out of your bag and drinking it and running around... Uh, you slow down to a crawl while you're you're drinking it. And not only that, you have to put away your weapon first. So, like, you slowly put away your weapon, and then you pull out the drink, and you start drinking it slowly while walking slowly, and the monster's just like, I guess I'll hit you now, and does hit you. And so well, they don't could... get hit? Yes. But if... Just don't get hit in the first place. The, uh, that's easier or said than done. Or retreat and hide, and then drink your potion. Well, yes, but sometimes you're you're not able to do that. You know that, Aroa. You're just being a douche. 
Uh, but yes, I'm, there I'm are. I'm saying that that's the that's the thought process that the developers probably have. They 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 probably have it, and they know that the the gamers who really like Monster Hunter, uh, don't really care. In fact, they have made it easier because in before Monster Hunter World, uh, when you drank a potion, you stood still. You could yeah, not I, move um, at all. For the record, I hate Monster Hunter. Okay. Um, I don't hate it. Like I, I like the I, concept. I, I like the idea. Um, but actually playing it is just an enormous slog. And I'm somebody who has somehow managed to find joy in playing World of Warcraft. So that's that's where I'm at. Like, I, I think that's a slog. Yeah. It well, and it really is because. What I hate is when you're when you're taking out a monster and then the monster starts to run like you're getting into a groove where you're like, Yeah, I'm totally killing this. And then the monster's just like, I'ma run away now. And you're like, God damn it, now I have to track it down again. Go yeah, kill it. It's like it's like I I I I get it to a point. Like I get that you're you're supposed to like feel like you're you're tracking down this this massive horrifying beast and and like it's it's supposed to be really satisfying but it's not satisfying to me i don't understand it so yeah i'm not i don't like it but also also yeah also the controls are just weird like i kept hitting the wrong button uh but of course that would just be getting used to it over time this is it's uh, you need to get good well, it's different than the controls on Monster Hunter World because it's on a Switch controller. So the buttons are arranged a little bit differently. They did add a couple things uh, to the game that I thought were cool. You can now ride the monsters. After you beat them down enough, you can get on them and and ride them and use those monsters to fight the other monsters. Just like in real life. Just like in real life. Um... Right, which which is actually very helpful when because two monsters can fight against each other and you show up and one of the monsters knocks the other one down and you can take control of the knockdown monster and then do massive damage to the one that you're tracking and that's really helpful to do hit to his weak point for massive damage that's not monster hunter that was a different game. Was, I don't think it was a real game, was it? Dynasty it was re- Warriors. Oh. It was not Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, that, that's the one where it was like, uh, this There's is no the giant... most historically accurate game. Now fight giant enemy crab. <laughs> was it Dynasty Attack Warriors? Attack its weak point for massive... Da- I, I'm like 90% sure that's a real thing. Why would there it, be a It might have been a fever dream. I think Dynasty it's a real Warriors. thing. Ridge Racer! Um, so anyway, Monster Hunter Rise... <laughs> wasn't wasn't terrible i i don't know if i'll be picking it up for the switch um no part of me it's sorry it's genji days of the blade oh okay part of me what the fuck is that game that's something from e3 sony 2006 yeah that game never came out did it probably let's find out this is now a (laughs) podcast about uh giant enemy crab I want to. I want to talk about video games, and all they're doing is talking about. We're talking video about video games. games. We are talking about video games. Genji, video games or whatever. Video games from 2021, not video games from 1990 or 2006. 
Wait, we don't even have we have one story that's actually about a video game. That's true. Yeah. We have some <laughs> gaming ten ten like kind of related stories, but yeah. Yeah. So what when what when did that game come out? Did it did the game ever come out? Yes, November eleventh, two thousand six. It's got a six out of ten on IGN and a five out of ten on videogamer.com. All right, time to play Videogamer.com. Time to fight some giant enemy crabs on that game on my PlayStation 3. So, I also played some uh, more Cyberpunk 2077, and after about 75 hours of the game, I think I'm done with it for now, at least until the DLC comes out. I uninstalled it. Really? Yeah. I beat it. I tried playing it for like an hour, and I was like, you know what, I'm just not feeling it. And I uninstalled it because I wanted the 60 gigs back. I really liked it. I think it's a really good game, and uh, I think I'll continue playing. I'll play the DLC when it comes out and see if that's any good, but I I don't have a problem with it. I think it was a good game. Uh, We also have Doom Eternal. I played that because it's it's free with Game Pass or included with Game Pass, and the game runs really well. Uh, It's it's fun-ish. I didn't have a problem with it. I'm not a huge Doom guy because... Um, it, it, it runs into the problem a lot of shooters have where it's just, there's not a lot of story and it's just, Hey, we're just going to run you from point A to point B and you kill things. And Doom Eternal have like the most story of any Doom game. Though? It does. It does have the most, well, it probably the second most story because I assume Doom three has more story because Doom, th- <sighs> Doom three is pretty story heavy compared to the other Doom games. I'm not. It's not like it, yeah. It's not like we're playing That's through probably Fallout. Probably more of an issue with the medium than anything else, though. Did you play yeah. Doom Three though? Like, there's story there, but you could not fucking get me to tell you what happens in that game. Listen, your soldier it, goes to Mars, and then Mars is held. Any any shoots. I, I remember there was a part with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and then it went into first. Per- oh wait, no, that's the movie. That's the one with uh, Carl Urban. Yes, exactly. Uh, I don't like, know. Past the first like forty-five minutes of that of the beginning of the game, like there's very little story that's actually happening. Everything but, else is in. Well, I guess okay if you count like logs, like like the little collectibles that you find, then Doom Three is a fairly story-heavy game. Yeah, and, and that was like one of the first games to do that, wasn't it? Well, uh, Half Life came was... out before that. Half Life has you didn't really logs find like, like that. It's not really you didn't find same, logs though. and st- no. you didn't find logs no, it was, and stuff. No. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other games around that time had that. Well, and um, also remember, it came out on the original Xbox. So like yeah. 2002, yeah, was... 2003. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that was really popularized until Bioshock did it. Bioshock yeah. is probably the one that would I think next. Yeah. But Bioshock um, was really good. Way better than did Doom. Sis- did, did the original System Shock do that? I I would be <sighs> System Socks. Couldn't tell System you. System Shock, System Shock Two. Um, I don't know when System System Shock Two came out though. System Shock uh, overwhelmed me whenever I tried to play it, and I haven't actually played it since then. System Shock. Uh, I play tried to play two. And it felt like it was designed by people who didn't like to do UI design. (laughs) 
Like they didn't. They were just like, "Here's all the buttons. Have fun." Yeah, it felt like I was trying to play I Divine Cybermancy, but made in two thousand one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I have very, very fond memories of these games, and I will not listen to have its legacy tarnished like this. I'm not. I'm not saying that that it, they're bad because of that. I'm just. But just that's why I didn't. Well. They I didn't the... play them because of that, because I got in the game and went, how do I play the game? And then gave up. I uh, We're going to move on, but I do like older games like uh, the original EverQuest. Unless you picked a race that had night vision, you just could not see it at, see it at nighttime. I, I kind of love stuff like that because you don't you don't really get that anymore, right? Like with World of Warcraft or something, you don't get well, yeah those uh, games that are designed was, with those particular mechanics. I was going to use WoW as an as an example in support of that actually because in old WoW and classic WoW, uh you couldn't go into like the the what it would the volcano dungeon as a fire mage because there were so many enemies that were fire based you would just heal them with your damage attacks. That's awesome. So what would you do? Yeah. Do you have to respec? Yeah, you'd have you'd have to change your your skills out and become like a frost mage or something. Okay, I I, I lied. Oh, so there is, uh, in Final Fantasy eleven, there was a door that uh you had to use a pressure plate to open, and you could get two humans, two elves, um, or two Mithra could open the pressure plate. It would take three Taru Tarus. Or one Galka. So, like, if you Are went the in there, Taru Tarus, the little, the little dwarf thing. Yeah. The so the Lalafell guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the Taru Tarus are the little ones. So you had to get three of them on it, um, and a Taru Taru and like a human wouldn't work. You'd have to have two Taru Tarus and a human. Uh, so I thought that was. I always thought that was funny because I was. I always played a Galka because so, so I could just run up to the, um the pressure plate and stand on it and open it. But like my friends would play Taro Taro's and they would be like, I can't open the door. It um, seems like something that like people in wow nowadays would stand at that door and go, I'll let you through for five G. I could, I could see that. Um, so I played some Hades, played some more Hades. I have to say after leveling up a lot of my skills and stuff, cause you do have some permanent stuff that you can level up in that game. And just getting better at the game, I have now beaten it four times in a row, and it it gets pretty easy after you get to a certain point in the game. You just kind of can run through it and and win, which is pretty great. And I had fun, and I think. And as that we know, Hades is like the Dark Souls of roguelikes. It is. It is. Please stop saying that. Um, <laughs> and then I played the Dark Souls of Star Wars. Now uh, I played. Star Wars Battlefront 2. And the reason I played it was because, again, it was free. And it was on Epic Game Store. And, hey, hey, Connor, you, you remember how you always told me that you hate um, having multiple downloaders, like a ton of downloaders installed? Uh -huh. um, you have, like, 16 of them, don't you? No. With with Battlefront 2, it's free. But then you, when you click on it, it has to open Origin... Oh, for fuck's sake. And load your That's load how the game that you. <clears throat> So you have to have at least two installers. 
that's uh, how uh that's how ea games on steam are as well yeah, yeah. i would fucking just rather not play ea games on honestly i will say this uh i had a lot of fun playing battlefront 2 i just just hopping into games and just killing people it was it was pretty good i had i had some fun i i will say that it is quite annoying because you'll die and they'll be like oh you can play as a hero and then you'll go to click on it and somebody else will already have clicked on it like there's no time that there isn't somebody trying to become the hero like the heroes or villains um you know like Darcidius or vader or whatnot so wait, is it wait i just realized are you talking is this battlefront battlefront this is 2 the the, the new one the the, the newest the, yeah, okay. one yeah the yeah, one yeah. from dice yeah yeah, yeah. The, the newest one is is free right now uh through epic game store okay. so uh you know well, it was... it's kind of free through epic game store i'd rather no. pay for ea play they they actually they actually i think fixed a lot of the the issues that they were having uh and by that i mean people were complaining about the loot boxes and stuff and they fixed it so i don't think you can actually buy loot boxes anymore but i'm yeah, not I don't know sure if they ever put the loot boxes back in i, don't, I well, just don't remember because so they stopped have, caring they have crates but those crates are earned just from playing the game yeah i mean the the you know the pay for ones right i don't think they put the pay ones in because they were like eh but that actually goes into one of our stories that we're going to surprise talk about mechanics so let's move on to the stories and let's talk about star wars uh, they're making a new open-world Star Wars game. And by they, I mean Ubisoft. Oh boy, Far Cry Star Wars. Uh, I was thinking yeah. more Assassin's Creed Star Wars. It'll probably it, it be Far Cry. Matter. It will be one of the two. And I it'll don't... Be, it'll be Assassin's Creed in the Far Cry engine. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I am happy... <laughs> Please stop it. I am happy that they are <laughs> starting to branch out from using EA. Uh, I guess what wasn't EA's deal that they could make it for they they had exclusivity on Star Wars games until 2020 or through 2020. So that would I believe that's it. the case. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that deal has ended. They still have the they still have rights to make Star Wars games. But they're not exclusive. And then they have come out uh, and created a new LucasArts. They've re reopened LucasArts, at least oh, the yeah, in they, name only. Yeah, they bought the brand for LucasArts. I, they've owned the brand for LucasArts. I think that was acquired um, with oh, the did Disney Ubisoft deal. Ubisoft buy that? No, Disney. Oh, I thought, I thought Ubisoft was no, the no. one that was doing the... Well, the open world Doing game the, is the coming LucasArts from thing. I think what it is is Disney created LucasArts or opened LucasArts studio back like publishing back up or studio. And so like any of the Star Wars games that are released are going to be released under the LucasArts branding. I think that's how it goes, but I'm not sure. But they're also doing um plans for an Indiana Jones game. From Bethesda's Machine Games, uh, the unit, the unit behind modern uh, Wolfenstein shooters. That's not bad. That might actually be okay. 
The Wolfenstein games are pretty good, right? Mm. I you get to kill Nazis, so that's I mean, good. I mean, killing Nazis is cool, but can yeah. you do it in something that's not so linear? Maybe. Massive uh, no. has still indicated that it's working on its Avatar game. I really uh, no wait is that Avatar: The Last Airbender? Okay. But it's probably Avatar the the James Cameron movie. Is I it's gotta be. Uh yeah it's 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 Avatar it's the Avatar universe yeah. From from James Cameron not Avatar: The Last Airbender. The Ubisoft uh... deal uh, marks an end to EA's exclusive rights to make Star Wars titles. Disney senior VP. Sean Stoptaw told Wired that EA would remain a very strategic and important partner, but wasn't shy about Disney's desire to broaden its range of developers for the space fantasy franchise. We did feel like there's room for others. I mean, yeah, no shit. we got to milk this. We got to milk it for everything that is worth. Um, <laughs> it's well, not a surprising... EA's shown that they're not capable of not fucking everything up, so... I know, but somehow they stay in business. I don't know how that is. It's not surprising Normies. expansion. Critics have accused EA of squandering its Star Wars rights for most of the past eight years, with few major titles reaching players. Uh, the publisher is almost better known for canceling games in the franchise than releasing them. Throwing questionable decisions like Battlefront 2's early pay-to-win mechanics, and it may feel like EA only recently made good uh, good use of the Star Wars name through games like Jedi Fallen Order and Squadrons, which I will admit, Fallen Order was really good. And from Squadrons what I understand, is really good too. Yeah, I hear Squadrons is really good. It's it's weird that they start turning it around and then they get the license pulled from them. Uh, Ubisoft's involvement would increase the volume of blockbuster Star Wars games. More importantly for Disney, it might also reduce the chances that any one release sours people on the concept of Star Wars. While Disney and Lucasfilm Games, it's Lucasfilm Games, not LucasArts, I'm sorry, are still likely to be picky about developers, it won't be surprising if they invite more partners going forward. So look forward to the Reet and Entertainment Star Wars game. Uh, Connor, do you want to, do you want to become a game developer? Yes. And I'm just going to fork space station 13 and put a star Wars skin over it. I don't know what space station 13 is. That would definitely sell. What's what's I'd I'd probably buy that actually. It's, um, the most complex space simulator ever. I see. Except not really. Oh, uh, well, most complex Imagine, space you know, living simulator. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's, it's sort of like werewolf or mafia or whatever, but um, not necessarily always so dubious. the The general story of it is it's just people trying to run a space station. Everyone has jobs they need to fulfill, but sometimes someone's job is like they're a terrorist and they need to blow up the station. Or, and I'm not joking about this. Sometimes their job is their macho man Randy Savage, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> or they're a clown. So, oh, uh, clowns are so fun. Yes. So I I do have a question: Is can we role play Space Station Thirteen, and can I be Macho Man? Uh, I insist, Reeton. Let's set some time aside, just like with our <laughs> Halo campaign playthrough. Let's play you know some what? Space Station Thirteen. You won't regret it. Okay. I, yeah. You know what? I wonder. I wonder how 
it, it can't be that hard to set up a space station 13 server can it well, tg has one goon station has one i, mean, I, I do have they're a all similar I, but different i do have a question here is is it multiplayer it, it's yeah, exclusively it multiplayer yeah oh but it's free it, you don't have to pay for it yeah oh. everyone everyone has a role that they have to play in order to succeed at the game so like like it it, it really is like a like a simulation game but everyone has to do the roles there's no ai doing any of the piddly shit like oh, there, there's a janitor role and shit like that that's interesting that that i yeah. i can imagine that it would not be that difficult to set up like it's i don't uh, know what it, i don't know like, what the like graphics are, are like i don't it's probably better than it's, dwarf it's fortress 2d it's top down 2d uh it's it, like it's like chips uh, challenge okay or or okay so, i was thinking like, like among us or something but no uh, it, well, it's well, kind a of worse. actually. It's it's a little worse than Among Us. Like it's it's Among Us with like a couple layers less polish and I see more pixel art. I'm gonna find you a video of someone playing as Macho Man Randy Savage, and you can just watch that in between our two podcasts today, and let me know if you're interested in playing this game sometime. All right. So uh, Ubisoft making some Star Wars games, EA still making some Star Wars games, and we are gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about Turtle Beach. Uh, everyone likes Turtle Beach headphones and stuff, right? They're... I was legitimately sort of surprised that they had enough money to do anything. I know. And they bought uh, the company called Neat, which makes microphones. And I, I have, like, I, I kind of like the design of the microphones that Neat comes out with, just because they're unique. But... Oh, I've when watched your name is neat <laughs> and it's neat, but I've watched reviews of, of the microphones and they're not very good. Like they're, yeah, they're okay. Like they're they're They'll get the job done and they're better than, you know, low end stuff like for fine stuff, but they're, they're not great. The, the, the sound levels usually aren't like the range isn't that great and, and all that stuff. But, Shockingly enough, Turtle Beach has purchased Neat, and that's all. That's all I really have to say about it. Have Have either of you looked at the Neat product, uh, like line of microphones? This is the, the first time I think I've ever seen them, and I swear I've seen like Chinese copies of those two stand-up mics with the little arm things. Yeah, mm -hmm. see, I think those are really cool. Um, and I just kind of like the design of them, but. <sighs> They're not great. And also, my microphone is just, it's way better. My microphone is, is a really good microphone. What's up? So I didn't know I didn't know that uh, Turtle Beach owns Rocket or uh, Rocat. Ro ro what's Rocket or Rocat? R-O-C-C-A-T. Uh, they're a uh, PC gaming peripheral manufacturer. They actually make some pretty good products. Do they make uh, that eye tracking thing? No, that's uh, shit. I can't think of the name of it. I have uh, a friend who has one of those, I don't the know. eye trackers. I keep wanting to get one just out of curiosity. They're too expensive. They're only like a hundred bucks. They're only like a hundred bucks. That's too expensive. Who cares? I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, how much did they buy them for? Does it say in the article? I don't think it does. Probably but... not a lot. No, probably not. But they have whimsical USB microphones is what 
the list. Wow. Turtle Beach's oh oh Turtle Beach's entry into the two point three billion dollar market. And I thought the, uh, yeah, they spent two point three billion. They were sp- yeah, I was like, oh, what? That's a lot of money. Uh, or um, that their business was worth that much, which also would have been very surprising to me. Let's talk about something uh, else that costs two point three billion dollars: our graphics cards. Um, EVGA and Zotac are raising the prices of their graphics cards, joining others like Asus. So I guess um, part of it is, part of it's greed, obviously. But another part is Donald Trump, our current president for the next three days, everyone. Three fucking days. And it's over. The, our, our hellish landscape of having Donald Trump as president's over. Fucking finally. Just think about it. By the time that we're here next week, we'll be fun, making fun of our weird uncle bad touch president instead yeah. of our artistic orange Cheeto president. Yeah. So, and and to be hey, fair, Ber- he's, Bernie he's Sanders also... Is the is the Senate budget guy now. I know. That's fucking amazing. I remember when Republicans, like that was their, like... They're ba- They're like, if we lose the Senate, then Bernie Sanders is in charge of the budgetary committee, and then they lost, <laughs> and it's like, fuck. Apparently that didn't work. <laughs> um, but anyway, so apparently some there's some tariffs that were put on China, and that is raising the cost of electronics that are coming into the United States, and so we oh, are. That's paying why this for is it. happening. Yeah. Okay. So that's why a lot of uh, companies are raising the prices, uh, even though they were making a profit before, and they would still be making a profit at those prices with the tariffs. It, the the price is being passed on to the consumers with the tariffs. It's not the other way around. the The companies aren't absorbing the money. So there there are such ga- things as good tariffs. Um, like if if you have a job. And the company's like, we're going to outsource the job. You can actually put a tariff on those particular jobs or on outsourcing jobs to make it cost more money uh, for the companies to outsource their jobs to places like Mexico or um, Indonesia or something. But when you when you do tariffs on goods that are coming in, that's just going to start raising prices and make it worse for consumers like us. And it's not going to make the companies want to actually, you know, take those and and build them in house because it's still cheaper for them, and they just raise the prices. And judging by the how people are just stealing up these cards, just snatching them up immediately, it's not like it's going to hurt their sales at all by raising you know, the prices. What, what I haven't understood, and and obviously this isn't an, an economics podcast, so I barely know what I'm talking about. Oh no! But uh, why? Why don't we subsidize uh, domestic manufacturing? Uh, well, mainly because the they don't want to. That's that's like basically socialism, it. wouldn't it be? Yeah, the government. Well, I. I what do you mean? It. Well, I mean, even if it was, kinda. even if it was just like giving you 
like a massive tax break if you manufacture your products domestically. Well, they do that. Instead they, they, of, you know, in, instead of just for no reason at all. Well, see, yeah. they do that. Like, uh, that was the whole carrier thing when Donald Trump first became president. Uh, right before he said he had negotiated a deal with Carrier to give them a subsidy of millions of dollars so that they would not export the jobs to another country, which well, they were planning on but, doing. But didn't they, didn't they just give them the money? like as part of an agreement to like but but i mean like you have to have the jobs here or you don't get any money anymore kind yeah of yeah thing. see see that's what happened was the jobs were okay. here they were going to be exported to uh mexico they were opening a plant in mexico and donald trump negotiated a deal where they would keep the jobs here and we would give them a subsidy however after six months uh, that agreement ended because they didn't fucking put anything in writing or anything correct. Oh, and so after well, the six okay. month carrier was like, oh, we're still going to open that plant in Mexico and fire the oh. people here. Okay. So, so we didn't really have an agreement of any kind. It was just like Donald Trump said, I'll give you a bunch of money if you make me look good for a little while. Pretty much. That's, that's exactly what happened. And so basically it's, because the government doesn't want to and the corporations don't want to because uh it it costs more money and like they're that's, dumb that's something i've been like like i i'm not a patriot by any means like right. obviously i'm on this podcast but like i am a big advocate for domestic manufacturing i really i i will actively look for brands that manufacture in the United States and employ American people because I, I think that that sort of thing is important. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I just, I don't get why, why we, we go, Hey, China, what, why are you being so bad and, and making things for really cheap? And, well, and we it's... don't look at what our government and what our domestic, you know, organizations aren't doing. Yeah, not not to, to go too into the weeds. That. Not to go too in the weeds with this, but basically, it has to come down to uh, corporations and profits, and the fact, yeah. like that... that in the '90s we passed NAFTA, and NAFTA um, made it so that companies were a lot they would they would more easily be able to export jobs to other countries and make a lot of money. And so that's basically it, is corporations just wanted to make as much money as possible, and they don't care about screwing over American workers. I so, think it's fascinating that the Republican Party tries to build itself up on the backs of the working man, and then they don't do anything about the exporting of jobs. Yep. They they instead say it's all the Mexicans' fault. They're taking all the domestic jobs. Whenever you know we could have more domestic jobs if you would incentivize moving those jobs here. Because de de incentivizing making the jobs or exporting the jobs isn't going to be as effective because that's going to get fought in in court and right. and in legislation and through lobbying. But incentivizing bringing jobs domestically would be of benefit to everyone involved. It makes the politicians look good. It makes the companies look good and it saves the companies money. So they're going to be into it. I don't, I don't get why that's not a bigger deal. Because but. they can make more money by exporting the jobs. 
Yeah, that's probably that's probably it. Yeah, let's there's no way on. to make it d domestically viable. So so profitably viable. So right now we have um, EVA and Zotac are raising up the prices of their graphics cards. I'm not sure exactly. It says this month we heard that the Trump administration was imposing a 25% tax on gra graphics card imports from China. I don't know if it's specifically graphics card imports. Th that's what it says. The cards and motherboards were granted exemptions from import taxes in September, but that expired without renewal at the end of last year. So apparently, probably like it's consumer probably... electronics were granted, or like computer electronics or something. Well, well, I think I think what it's saying is that consumer electronics have that tariff, but uh, yeah. these graphics cards and motherboards were. It says the cards and motherboards were granted exemptions from import taxes in September. So, and this is from TechSpot. The taxes have exasperated a market already suffering from supply shortages. Grabbing an RTX 3000 series or Radeon 68 or 6000 series have proved almost impossible since they launched. The problem has become even worse as the value of virtual currencies such as Bitcoin rise, leading to more demand from miners, a situation that caused massive GPU price increases during 2017 and 18. I remember when my 1070 was like 1200 bucks. Um just because of the the miners being awful. Now The Verge reports that EVGA and Zotac have raised the RTX 3000 series prices. The what? latter's RTX 3070 XC3 Ultra Gaming has gone from 590 or 559 to 629, while the 3080 XC3 Black Gaming leaped from 729 to 799. EVJ has acknowledged this on the top of their website. Yeah, uh, there were uh, there were exemptions made to printed circuit assemblies for rendering images onto computer screens, printed circuit assemblies to enhance the graphics performance of automatic data processing machines, printed circuit assemblies constituting unfinished logic boards, parts and accessories of machines of heading eighty seven or eighty four seventy one, not incorporating goods of headings eighty five fifty four eighty five forty two which I don't know what the fuck those are, but yeah, there were specific things for graphics cards for some reason. Yeah, so as I said, there are such things as good tariffs and there are such things as bad tariffs. Uh, and I would say that this is a bad tariff because it hurts the consumer because yep. the the companies aren't absorbing the costs and it's not like they're going to be like, oh no, graphics card and electronics have gone up. We got to move those jobs back to the United States. Instead, they're going to go. We're just going to raise prices by a hundred bucks, and, and go it doesn't, on. That it doesn't way. hurt China at all because, like, their manufacturing still in fucking China, and that's all China cares about. Yeah, no, yeah. This is just this is purely hurting consumer. Yeah. Uh. So I'm so happy. Three days, guys. Three days, and Bernie Sanders. I don't like fucking hate Joe Biden. Don't like him very much. Uh. But Bernie Sanders is going to be the lead of the Budgetary Commission, and I think that's beautiful because that'll piss off not just Republicans, but it'll also piss off Democrats, and I think that's great. So uh, let's move on, and we'll talk about some Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, apparently, it's under investigation by a watchdog organization. This was brought up by Aroa, so why don't you go into it? 
Uh, yeah. So let me change to the tab. I'm putting together a monitor mount, so I'm not paying a ton of attention in case you couldn't tell. Uh, but yeah. Um, so Cyberpunk 2077, uh, kind of launched like shit, uh, as everyone knew. Well, definitely, um, definitely on the old school, like the Xbox One and the PS4. Well, yeah, yeah, it was it was not great on anything, but particularly on the older generation of consoles. Holy fucking shit! I don't know if you've seen some videos of that thing running on those old fifty two hundred RPM hard drives, but it's a pretty bad time. Um, so uh, now uh, CD Projekt Red is under investigation from uh this this legal group uh to try to find out if maybe uh all of this nonsense could have been avoided if consumers could have not uh been led to believe that when they bought a ps4 game that it would work on the ps4 um i mean really do you think that people care about a game actually functioning when it releases (laughs) Like what do you um, expect what do you expect somebody to do? Put the game in and like play it that day? <laughs> they uh they also apparently used the PC version for most of the marketing. Uh so like stuff that was given to game reviewers and influencers and magazines and whatnot, uh they were only given access to the PC version, which obviously ran much better than the console versions let alone the old generation console versions um there was also a statement made a while back that uh was uh, yeah it's actually running surprisingly well on the old consoles um which was obviously very misleading because it doesn't at all um with, with all of the hubbub that was made about the launch issues and then the unprecedented uh removal from the playstation store uh and and the the xbox store it wasn't removed from the xbox store but but microsoft offered refunds to those who bought it oh okay um but but still like both platforms offering refunds like that blanket refunds on a game and the removal again like that that's nothing that i can think of has really been to that level uh Maybe did No Man's Sky maybe do that? Uh, I don't think I don't think No Man's I don't think it even they they never offered refunds like that for No Man's Sky. I don't think maybe the maybe Hello Games offered refunds and worked with Sony on that, but it wasn't. Yeah. I still don't think it was a matter of like Sony going, "Oh wow, okay, yeah, we'll go over and buy your money back." Like this is this was pretty fucking bad. Well, so, yeah, but I I do um, want to I do want to say that I. Th- I definitely know that Sean Murray lied a lot. Well, and yeah, possibly oh, yeah, lied yeah, yeah. He, even he more. He has admitted that. He has yeah. admitted that. Uh, he is he has freely admitted that he didn't want to be the head of that and uh, didn't want to be the marketing voice because he didn't know how to say no, uh, and he just wanted people to like the game. But um, yeah, it, there's also some like backdoor stuff that some ex employees have said uh like just about the the way that they're treated and i've also read uh related to this sort of uh some people coming out and saying that the company that they used to work for no longer exists um it, it basically meaning that 
the culture that created the Witcher 3 uh, is not the current culture of CD Projekt Red, which is believable to me. Um, I, I think I said this on a previous podcast that it's obvious that with the purchase of GOG and their continued reinforcement of that platform and trying to sell games more than make games uh, has severely damaged the the culture of, of CD Projekt Red, and that's kind of disheartening. And it happens. Yeah, they they it very happens. much feel like a publicly traded game developer now. That's, like what, I was gonna or Ubisoft. that's what I was going to say. It, it sounds like EA. It sounds like Activision. Um, may, maybe not to those extents. Like, it's not as bad as EA. Uh, yet yet it's not as bad as activision yet but it could very well go that direction hopefully they they look at all the backlash that cyberpunk 2077 has has gone through and like take a step back and reevaluate what's being done kind of like with ea right like yeah uh, they, they've definitely turned things around a lot uh, yeah. ever since respawn proved to them that making a good game is more important than focusing on financials. Exactly. I mean, the if you make a good game, like, you want to be profitable. Like, you want to make good games. And I understand, like, I understand wanting to put other things in that, that earn you money. But on the other hand, if the core functionality... buy the game. Yeah, if the core functionality of the game is not there, then, like, all the loot boxes in the world aren't going to make you profitable. So you need to have good games. And there's going to come a time where if you keep making games like Battlefront 2, where there's tons of loot boxes and people don't want to play it, then you're going to just release a Star Wars game and nobody's going to buy it. So uh, the fact that they, ma- they made Fallen Order, and that was really good. Um, Battlefront 2 is a pretty solid game now. So hopefully... CD Projekt Red can look at Cyberpunk 2077 and be like, okay, we need to go back to what we were when we made the original Witcher games and and go back to that time. But I'm going to think it's probably not going to go back to that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll have and, to see how the multiplayer plays out. Yeah, well, that's yeah. really going to be what makes or breaks it. Oof, that multiplayer. I, I, I don't know how multiplayer is going to work in that game, but... We'll see. You know, I, I still think that that game, that little indie game that we played called, I believe it was Clandestine. I think that was a really good take, yeah. and, and it'd be cool if a bigger studio took a kind of a another take on that. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you don't re- recall um, Cyberpunk, Monk, Clandestine was a game where uh, you're basically infiltrating a place, and one person is the person stealthing into the building and the other person is like hacking the systems and like has a map up to tell you where to go and stuff. Well, that sounds yeah, that's... fucking phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. One one player is the little voice in your earpiece. That's like, here's your next objective. And like, hold on, I'm hacking the door. Like that. It was a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really neat idea. And I, I think that it would be cool if a, a bigger studio were able to take that and kind of run with it. Anyway, uh, Razor's releasing a new uh, mask for your face. <laughs> uh, so that it's it doesn't have any kind of like solid release uh, date or anything. It may not even actually come out, but it, it probably will in very limited capacity. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Razor is making a uh, face mask for for the COVIDs. Yep, 
and it has uh, RGB. Because of course it does. And it, it's, a, it? it's surgical N95 respirator. In addition to its high bacterial filtration system, the mask also has high fluid resistance, which protects against large droplets and splashes. Uh, has active insulation. The mask's detachable ventilator regulates airflow and is capable of filtering out at least 95% of airborne particles. And then it has auto sterilization process. Uh, it comes with a special charging case lined Function. with UV. Yeah. Uh, with a special <clears throat> charging case find, uh, lined with the UV light and interior, which kills bacteria and viruses as the mask charges. So it's got like a a UV light thing, like you like what you put your phone into, apparently, mm -hmm. which is what a lot of people do now. They put their phones in this UV light thing, and it kills bacteria. They have yep. that for Except your mask. Except a lot of them don't work. Right. No, no. Uh, it's got a clear, transparent design, a low light mode for, you know, when you're wearing the mask outside at night and you don't want to blind people with your RGB. You know, also, everyone's going into the movie theater at the same time, and you don't want to have your RGBs going off in there. Uh, it also has voice voice amp technology. Thanks to a built-in mic and amplifier combo, our patent-pending technology ensures your speech isn't muffled even when you're masked up. Um, you can get replacement filters, rechargeable vent uh, ventilators, wireless charging case with UV sterilizer, and durable design for daily use. Apparently it's cut. Uh, it's comfortable, has optimized airflow, unobtrusive airtight seal, and of course the voice amp technology. Um, and of course, as I said, it has razor, razor chroma RGB. Is this? I don't know if this is real. I know that it was CES this this week. Uh, well, so have... razor razor uh, will make these sort of uh well it, it project uh products every once in a while uh i've mentioned their their um their pc a couple of times before uh i can't think of the the word but it's it's one where it's uh, modular their modular pc concept um Isn't... this is this is another one of those kind of things who knows whether it will actually turn into a product I believe the Razer Ouroboros was one of these originally, and that ended up becoming a thing. It sucked, but it was a thing. Um, I I do like how they made a mod. They they did a modular PC design. You know, a PC that you can add and remove <laughs> things from. Uh, yeah, and that's that. I think that's why it never came to market. But it yeah. was a cool concept because it was like everything was water cooled. And it was simple enough for even a normie to buy a PC and then slot parts in and out of it. Yeah. But this, I, like, I could see this coming to market. It's just, it's got to get out there before, you know, the, the, uh, I think at least through vaccine 20... gets out yeah. everywhere. I think at least through 2021, I'm still going to be wearing a mask everywhere, even after I get the vaccine. I'll be wearing a mask everywhere as long as it's still socially acceptable because I love wearing a mask. I mean, it hides my face for the most part. So yeah. That's pretty good. It makes me feel safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, although, I, I so did... the one thing I don't like about this thing is that they can see your mouth. 
I would much prefer it if I could get like a blacked out version or something. They'll probably have a blacked out version. I'd be surprised if they didn't. If they don't, I'll fucking I'll fucking get a paint the inside Sharpie. of it or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll just yeah I'll cover it up. I don't I don't give a shit. So you get lightheaded. By the way, if it, put it on. if it wasn't obvious, um, like assuming that this is under like two hundred dollars, I am absolutely pre-ordering this as soon as it goes live. It's if it's two hundred one dollars. That's that's how much the price <sighs> that's, is. No, it's too much. It is. Can't it's that twenty five percent increase. So. <sighs> So, I want this. I want this very badly. It looks fucking badass. I don't, um, I don't like Razor, but I would. I would at least. I look don't either. At getting this. But this is fucking tight as hell, and I, like, I already. So, uh, the mask that I wear is a painter's mask. Um, so it's got two big filters on either side of it. Oh. Um. Yeah. Like I. I look like. I look like I'm. I'm about to like gas the place. Um, that here you so, like going to a cyber goth raid. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know that's the thing. It's like this. This just completely converts it into a cyber goth mask, and I am one hundred percent cool with that because I'm too lazy to trick out the one that I currently have. I and had this a, just does everything for me. I had a friend who dropped acid on Halloween one year, and he decided to that's start messaging. Yeah, he decided to start messaging me, and he's like, "Oh man, I had to put on my gas mask." Like. I it helps me. It keeps me safe. The spiders aren't going to be able to get under the mask and under my face, or they're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to bug me. And I'm like, yeah, until they crawl under your mask. And he's like, don't fuck with me. And I'm like, dude, I have to. Um. So yeah, yeah. He uh, that that was good times. I did want to note that uh, yes, yeah, CES was this week. I was planning on covering the Nvidia and AE uh AMD conferences but the amd conference was really bad yeah it was it was terrible um there was like four minutes where they act it was an hour long and there were four minutes where they actually spoke about hardware that they were going to release and it was kind of buried in there anyway they didn't talk about any new graphics cards and they didn't really talk about any new processors either all they talked about was like oh we have laptops coming out yeah, and, it's like, fuck. Oh, wow, laptops. Wow. And then NVIDIA's, it was, they ta- they spoke more about stuff that they were releasing. But again, it was all laptops. And then they, they spoke about the 3060. And that they're releasing wow. the 3060. A low-end card. Yeah, but neither of them spoke about the shortages in graphics cards right now. So the no. 3060 is already going to be sold out on release day and you're not going to be able to get one. And like neither one of like neither one of the companies were like, "Hey, we know that we've had supply shortages not just with graphics cards, but on AMD side they have they've had a shortage of processors as well." Like you just cannot get a 5000 series processor right now. So, I would say wait and hopefully at the middle of this year, you'll be able to actually buy stuff. But who knows? Uh, our last story of the day that we're going to talk about is there is a bank that is shutting down, apparently. Um, yeah. So um, I, I don't know anybody. Bank. I don't know anybody who uses the shitty, shitty bank. But uh, 
it sucks. It sucks that they're shutting shitty, down. Shitty bank. Yeah, shitty, shitty bank. It's uh, it's Aroa. Aroa uses it. Yeah, I. So I use uh, Simple. I've used Simple since I moved out of my parents' house. Um, and they've been a really good bank to me. Uh, they were originally so. Um, nowadays, uh, there are a ton of the these banks that do the exact same thing that Simple does. Uh, which is that they're not a bank in and of themselves, technically. They are sort of a, a front end for another bank. Uh, so while you get customer service and uh, you do your transacting and all that through Simple or you know this otherwise face bank, your money is actually being stored by their backing bank, which was originally... Bancorp and is now BBVA Compass. Um, so BBVA Compass has decided that Simple isn't really doing anything for them. Um, it's costing them more to let Simple exist than it would for them to just roll all of those accounts into uh, BBVA. There's a there's another product. That also sits on top of BBVA. Um, trying to see what it was called. Uh, I can't remember. It's it's a um, it's it's more of a finance uh, kind of product, but uh, they're also shutting down. So BBVA is just kind of killing everything off. Um, uh, BBVA is supposedly merging with PNC. So that's probably the catalyst for all of this nonsense. But uh, this sucks because everyone with Simple is just kind of being left high and dry. And it's, we, nobody knows when uh, our accounts are going to stop working. No one knows how the transition to BBVA is going to work. Uh, if they're getting bought by PNC, are we going to all get PNC bank accounts? Uh, they've also said don't bother messaging our customer service about it because we haven't told them uh, what we're doing. Wow. Um, yeah. So not even their customer service reps, like even know what is going on other than what we know. They're uh, like, don't, don't worry. Really shitty. They're like, don't worry. By the way, uh, don't talk to our customer service. We fired 90% of the staff. So that's another thing though is yeah, they might have. Um, Simple has, over the last several years, very slowly uh, been cutting down on everything. Uh, they got rid of bill pay, which is like kind of something that I expect every bank to have. I, I know that it's not all that useful for most people, um, but I liked it. I liked being able to schedule paying my bills and, and to have a guarantee that it was going to be done on time. Yeah. Um then they terminated some types of customer accounts. I don't know what that's referring to. Um Oh, it might have been something that uh no, no, this was after they were bought by BBVA. Uh yeah, I don't know. But uh oh. Uh it's because it was whenever they got bought by BBVA. So yeah, that was some bullshit. Uh whenever they were bought by BBVA, um, and they terminated their agreement with Bancorp, 
everyone who still had a Bancorp account, if you didn't transition your account on time, your bank account was just terminated. And where did um, all your money go? That's a good fucking question, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't. It, I actually don't know what the outcome of all that was, but it was, it was probably. Some shit. It would. It, if your account was closed, they probably wrote you a check. Yeah, that, that, that's almost definitely happened. But yeah, um, this really sucks. Uh, I've been with Simple, like I said, since before they were bought by BBVA. And they had around 100,000 customers at that point. Like, they were still very small. They had opened in 2012. Um, and I, I really liked the concept back then. Uh, and it's just very depressing to see them kind of fall apart now. Uh, at the same time, there are 100 other products that do the exact same thing that they do. As this article points out, uh, these so-called neo banks are popping up all over the place. You've got a uh, new bank I had never heard of, current I had never heard of, N26, Revolut, Monzo. Uh, I had never heard of any of those. Chime is the only one that I've heard of before, um, and that's on my short list of where I'm going to go. That's what I was. Gonna, uh, that's what I was wondering. Which bank are you going to go with, or do you know? So I, I haven't completely decided yet. I need to look into whether a local credit union um, offers uh, Apple Pay because I will not go with some place that doesn't have Apple Pay. And I know there are some local bank branches that do not. So that's that's really going to be the only thing. Um, yeah, yeah, Apple. And, like, I use Google Pay for, every, for a lot of yeah, things when I they, go out, so... If they offer one, they probably offer the other at this point. Originally, that wasn't really the case, but... Now yeah. it's just a matter of whether they offer any kind of that at all. Um, I know that Chime does. Chime also has like uh, you get your paycheck two days early because uh, the way that your paycheck goes through, it's an NCH transfer and uh, that money has to settle for two days. So technically your bank actually receives your paycheck usually on Wednesday and then you get the money on Friday because it takes a day or two days to actually settle. So yeah. they just they just forward you the money, and then whenever the paycheck actually settles, then that's all done transparently. So a lot okay. of banks are doing that. Um, there's also one from Killer Mike of Run the Jewels. Oh. Um, Bernie Sanders which, supporter, uh, Killer Mike. Yes. Um so he's got one of these these banks that he's started with uh, some other dude. Um, and it's all about, like, supporting Black and, and Latino communities. Uh, they support, like, small businesses and stuff like that. Uh, they, they donate to those things as part of, like, their, uh, their little roll-up program. So, like, you, you uh, round up your... Uh, the cents on all your transactions and then that money gets donated. So that's kind of cool, but there's a waiting list for that right now. And who knows when I'm going to need another fucking bank. So yeah, we'll they might see. They, but they might also ask, ask your ethnicity and be like, how white are you? <laughs> no, they, they do say on their website that if you're not a minority, that's okay. Okay. Uh, good, they, good. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, uh, they aren't discriminating by any means. They they freely uh, want people who are who are allies to minority groups to oh, join good. up with them because 
because they want your money. Um, why not just open a bank but, account with that, or or get put on the waiting list? I did. Okay. I, I I'm on the waiting list. Uh, like I said, it's just gonna come down to, uh, the circumstances. Like, how long do I have before my my fucking bank account just doesn't exist anymore? Um, yeah. Really curious about that. Uh, yeah. So. And I might just go with a a local credit union that is quite quite prominent. Um, it's Scott Credit Union. Uh, Scott. Uh, yep. Just just Scott. I like that. That it's just yeah. a dude. It's uh, I believe it comes from a local Air Force base. Oh, it's uh, I technically see. like a. It, it was started as a military uh, credit union, but now anybody in the area can can join it. Okay. So. So, uh, it looks like we are done with stories for today, so I want to thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Aroa. Yeah, no problem. I, uh, you know you know what they say, a diarrhea of the mouth, that's me. That's true. That's what, that's what they say before the podcast. And I want to <laughs> thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. This is a really great video game and technology-based podcast that we do in. Sorry to hear about your bank, Aroa. <laughs> Sorry. It's technology. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh...